Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The on-track action. All the news from the pits and paddock. This is IMSA Radio. And that opening round will unfold right now here at Sebring International Raceway. All part and parcel of the weekend. That is the 63rd running of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, fueled by Fresh from Florida. At this very second, the command being given on the front straight to start the engines of this field of... Superb prototype lights, prototype machines, all running on a great Cooper tire and all powered by Mazda. The difference between the two categories, the chassis are the same. The Elan DPO2 chassis, very effective in terms of aerodynamic downforce, a proper prototype chassis. The difference between the two categories in the engines, essentially. And the difference is, in the L1 category, it is a 2-liter, very highly race-prepped Mazda engine. In the L2 category, it is a 2.3-liter, but much more production-based, therefore more economical-to-run engine. The field has come to life. They will be heading out on their pace and parade lap in short order. Going to run through the starting lineup for you. And uh, interestingly, we were wondering after qualifying, Kenton Cook had put up a superb lap. And generally, the way you want to do this in qualifying is you want to back that lap up. Now, he only had three seconds that he got underneath the checker, but he had the other lap opportunity. Then he bailed into pit lane. And uh, we thought, well, that's odd because he's probably not going to get a faster race lap in the heat of the day than he would a second quick lap in the morning qualifying session. Had a little chat with him, and it turns out, Jeremy, coming through turn 16, he spun. And that's why he just came into the pits because he said, I was actually up a couple of tenths, so that lap would have been even better. He was he was confident, but he looped it. Yeah, and before that, of course, he had a, a flat tire, so uh, that was why the session was... Uh, yeah. A bit of a mess for Kenton Cook, but still a great run at the end there. He did get himself on the pole for this race. He might have some extra work to do tomorrow, but the good news is he will start this race from the pole position. Absolutely. Teammate for JDC Motorsports right alongside. Yeah, absolutely right. So it'll be a, a JDC Motorsports 1-2 there with Kenton Cook in car number 60 and car number 20 of Matt McMurray uh, on the front row. And on the inside of row 2, Christian Podolico, a, good, a very good qualifying run there for the uh, youngster. He will start in the third position for 8-star Motorsports. And uh, that will be his... Uh, well, not yeah, he did qualify once on the front row last year, Christian Podolico, but otherwise this is his second best ever qualifying effort in that number two car. And outside, a third JDC Motorsports car. That, another rookie in this series, the number 10 of Clark Topi. And uh, Clark, a tremendous young talent as well. And, of course, we'll be talking a little bit more about that as the race unfolds. Some of these drivers that may be new names to this series. And that's, of course, part of what this series is all about. Great run to the fifth qualifying spot for Performance Tech Motorsports. The double zero of young Robert Elan, uh, who's been very spectacular with not a whole lot of uh, racing experience. And at yeah. six, it is Tony Bullock in the Comprend Motorsports number 12. Yeah, just quickly note that about Robert Alonso. He was actually shown in second, second yeah. place in qualifying, but the team was told afterwards, bizarrely, that the, the transponder didn't, wasn't working, so therefore he'd have to start fifth, even though he showed up second on the chart. So why uh, I spoke to the uh, team owner there uh, after the session, he was 
not very happy, as you can't imagine, because he, he, he appeared to have qualified second, and yeah. but apparently for one lap, the, the lap, uh, the, the transponder didn't work. So he has to start back in the fifth position. But the good news is uh, he, 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 there are no points for qualifying, and he does have a fast car. Uh, clearly, he has a very quick car. Uh, Nico Gemma and the Ansa Motorsports number four start seventh in the eighth spot, the 29th, Skylar Robinson, Chip Robinson's son. So nice dynamic there in the extreme speed motorsports entry completing your top 10 john falb fastest of the masters category drivers of the one motorsports number 77 and young austin vertigue a 16 year old in the performance tech machine uh fastest in the lights two category great battle and qualifying in the two-time defending champ brian alder in the bar one motorsports number 22 nabbing the pole over the very fast number 62 todd slusher who's also the quickest of the masters drivers uh, as he is in the one motorsports entry, third there in the L2 category. Uh, should have been Ludovico Manfredi. There he is, absolutely. And then John Salmon uh, in the ODU Engineering Race Team entry as well. A couple other drivers to watch for. Joel Janko, Masters driver for Performance Tech, number 25, qualified 11th. Young McKay Snow in Extreme Speed Motorsports, number 63, qualified 12th. Jerry Kraut, third in the... L1 Masters category for JDC Motorsports qualified 13. Then the two L2 pole sitters as we are green racing unfolding here for this first round of the championship. And uh, we're anticipating this one to be a real battle up here. And, of course, uh, you know, Christian Potolicchio, Jeremy, one of the guys that uh, we've watched over the last two years. A couple years ago when he came in, he was a bit rough. Uh, he would show these flashes of speed, but then eventually, you know, probably throw it off the track a little bit, just exuberant. Last year, we saw that racecraft starting to bubble up just a little bit. And now in this first round of, of this season, certainly the speed clearly seems to be there. Yeah, indeed. Uh, had a, uh, made his debut here at Sebring a couple of years ago, finished sixth on his debut. Uh, and since then, he's raced you know, sporadically in that first season, but in a full campaign last year, last year uh, and his uh, best result so far, a second-place finish at Road America uh, last year. So uh, Christian Podolico is definitely a young man on the move, and this year he's pushing very, very hard for this championship title and the scholarship package to move on up from here. Well, he timed that start beautifully because he was actually already up in the second by the time he crossed the stripe, and that's fine as long as you don't do it before the green flies. And he launched uh, to absolute perfection, so uh, getting that first part of the program right anyway. Yeah, indeed, a good start for him. And Kenton Cook there from the pole position. We don't, unfortunately, we don't have a view of either the racetrack or even the. Uh, the uh, monitors at the moment but uh, so we can't uh, tell you a whole heck of a lot about what is going on at the moment but uh, as soon as they come across to finish the first lap we will be able to update you a little bit more but uh, that battle for in, in L2 there between Brian Alder and Todd Slusher is a really uh, exciting run for both of them in, uh, in qualifying they both were very closely matched Kenton has opened up a little bit of a margin probably a good 10 car lengths over Potolicchio uh, and Robert Alon, you mentioned it, Jeremy, looked to have set that second quick time, got moved back to fifth. Looks as though he has moved up a couple of positions potentially here in the early going as they are just about to complete the first lap here of this 30-minute race. Now, the way this format works, the first they're both doubleheader weekends always, but the first race is a 30-minute race. The second is a 45-minute race. So this is the shorter of the two, and indeed, Kenton Cook wasting no time immediately, Jeremy, to a 2-minute 3.336 
six-second lap and has opened up almost a two-second margin. Yeah, exactly. A two-second lead already over Christian Podolikio. So, uh, Kenton Cook, he's been a class of the field all weekend. was quickest in both sessions yesterday in that uh, sole red Carnival 6, a distinctive Mazda Speed car for JDC Motorsports. And an absolutely wonderful opening lap by Kenton Cook and has a, a, a handy advantage over Christian Podolikio. And then in third place, Clark Topi, followed by Robert Alon, Nico Jama, Tony Bullock, and John Falb in Carnival 77 in seventh place overall, the first of the Masters contenders. Matt McMurray, who started way up front, all the way back in eighth position on yeah, that first I was, lap. I was just looking at that, and Alon taking offense at being moved back after that, as I said, has moved right up into the top four. Big development here, the number uh, 62 of Todd Slusher, who was a cl- close second to Brian Alder in Lights 2 qualifying, has dropped back. Alder right now running 13th overall, leading in Lights 2, and Slusher has slipped back all the way to 21st, so clearly had a big incident uh, spin caught out somehow in that opening lap, and he has dropped well back. Now the uh, leader, Kenton Cook, working his way through that very fast double apex turn 15 complex and uh, just a great sequence of corners. And right now, Cook, Podolikio, and Topi have opened the margin up just a bit at this stage over Alain, Jamin, and uh, Bullock as they are coming around. Now coming out of turn 16th, a long run down the Ullman Strait. And uh, it is Alain with, and we have a full course caution, a caution coming out early in the going. You'd, I wonder if it was well, Najee Hussan because he does not show us completing the first lap, so that may be it. Uh, he may have been stranded out there somewhere. Could oh, be. There and, we're uh, getting for for Najee Hussan. It's been a. Uh, is that, is that, that's number it's thirty-three car three, there yeah. uh, that is uh, tur- been uh, turned. Alison McEwen, McEwen uh, okay. a, a Masters contender and a rookie in this championship, making his debut this weekend. And for Naj Hussain, ditto in car number three. With number three and a thirty-three both having trouble. You know, lucky lucky three, I guess, is not the the number to have around here uh, the, today, at least. So Naj Hussain doesn't complete that first up. He's had problems all weekend. Yeah. I think he had an off this morning as well. So whether he even took the start, honestly, I'm not quite sure. I did see him. Uh, Naj in, in the in the pit lane during a Tudor United Sports Car session because he is part of the Extreme Speed Motorsports team right. uh, and he was in their pit during that session but he didn't he didn't tell me he wasn't planning on starting a race. Boy, and also another guy you, uh, you talked about the fact that Mac McMurray had dropped back from his uh, eventual second place starting spot back to eighth or ninth here at this stage of the race. Well, McKay Snow had done a nice job in qualifying. Again, fairly new, just one race in his in his pocket before this one. And he had qualified up in 12th, and he is currently back in 21st. So uh, he, too, struggling. But he has completed the laps. He just uh, some sort of an issue in that car. The last lap before they went caution, though, he turned a lap much quicker than anybody around him, which would indicate that he just had an off quick spin perhaps and is now starting to fight his way back through the pack but i think right now jeremy for uh potolikio topia la jaman all those drivers have to be very concerned about kenton cook's ability to go fast fast and uh, have to they they need to come up with something here on this restart to keep him in sight yeah they do don't they because uh, that was a uh, a stellar opening lap by Ke- uh, by kenton cook he uh. made a jump at the start and uh, just put his head down and effectively drove away from two-second lead at the end of the first lap. That's 
um, almost unheard of, really, in a, in a series as competitive as this, as, as particularly as how we saw how, how close the field was in qualifying, uh, even though Kenton did have his problems in qualifying. So maybe it would have been the same story then. But it's certainly a, go a good, closely matched field, maybe behind Kenton Cook. And we'll see now with this, uh, with this restart whether somebody else now can uh, actually stay with him at, uh, when we get back to green flag racing. We talked about there is a master's category in each of the lights divisions, lights one and lights two. That's the more experienced driver, 40 years of old, of age and older. John Fowle currently leads the light one masters. He's in the seventh spot right now in the number 77. Joel Janko in the number 25 sits second, but he is back in, as we get word, we're going green this time by, back in 11th. Jerry Kraut, though, uh, right with Joel Janko in his 55, the red 34 of John Brownson, another Masters driver, and the 28 of Don Yount are all very, very close in the battle for second and third in the Masters podium. Uh, then right behind them, in 15th, it is your Lights 2 leader, the double defending champion, Brian Alder. And uh, then you go back a couple more spots, and Ludovico Manfredi second, Todd Slusher third, and John Salmon fourth, all running line astern, 18th, 19th, and 20th, and lights out on the pace car. So we are going to be going back to green this time by. The clock has continued to run. And uh, so when we go back to green, we'll probably have somewhere on the order of about 22 minutes left to go in this race. And now everybody gets this uh, opportunity pack that field back up and get another shot at Kenton Cook and see what happens. And Slusher, uh, be interesting to see here, Jeremy, he's now one, two, three, four overall spots behind Brian Alder. And uh, he had been dropped a bit because of the incident that he had, which we did not see, folks. But this caution has allowed him to gather it right back up. We'll see if he's going to be able to get around those other guys and get on Alder's tail and make a battle of lights, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. So he's certainly got some work to do. Green flag is out, and uh, this time Christian Podolico remained tightly tucked underneath the tail wing there of the number 60 car of Kenton Cook at the restart. Heading down into turn one, and he stayed very, very close, but this is where we'll start to see what unfolds. Coming out, a big pack of cars exiting turn one as it narrows up that quick little bend to the right, which is turn two, and then three, four, five, and that's always been the corner complex here that to me tells how the car is handling. You can see immediately pusher oversteer in that sequence of corners. Yeah, that's exactly right, Greg, and particularly this afternoon because conditions now are very different to how they were this morning for qualifying. This morning, it was, it was early. It was, it was 8 o'clock this morning when these cars went out for qualifying. It was relatively cool. Now, track uh, the, the, the ambient temperature is much hotter, the track temperature is equally much hotter. And because of all the downforce that these cars generate and the air pressure density that changes when the air gets hot, these cars handle very differently this afternoon to how they were in qualifying this morning. Boy, I'll tell you, Potoliki had to go defensive into the hairpin at turn seven. Clark Topi alongside his left shoulder. Didn't get the pass done, but Topi is ready to go racing. And just watch Todd Slusher trying to work his way up a little bit over in the turn 10 complex, the tower turn. Now starting that blast, uh, actually over to 13, the tower turn. And then they come out of that uh, right-hander and work their way down into 15, this double apex. And again, Cook easing away. But I think in this case, some of that was Potolikio having to defend to Topi. That's going to, uh, obviously, Cook is going to be able to drive the fast line and just ease away. Yeah, that's very true because uh, you're right, Potolikio is pr perhaps concentrated a little bit more behind than what's happening in front of him. And that has enabled Kenton Cook to pull away a little bit. Not as much as he did on the opening lap of the race, but still it's a, it's a good lead for Kenton Cook. He's going to be able now 
just to concentrate on his line, his own line through turn 17 and try and get a good jump away and just edge away in the lead from Christian Podolikio. All right, watching him now. Coming out of turn 17, the tail of the tape will be when they cross the line here. We'll see just what those margins are. But you're absolutely right. That uh, that huge lead that he established that first time out, not going to be quite the same, I don't think. And yeah. Robert Alon, they've got a great run through turn 17. Got the lead on the exit of the corner. Kenton Cook looking back on the inside again into turn one. It's not going to happen. Robert, uh, Robert Alon up into third place in car number double zero. Boy, he had a great launch. Alon did absolutely. Clark Topi, I think, was concerned about Potolikio and didn't see Alon coming up. And I alluded to when we were going through the starting lineup, Jerry, I mean, that Robert Alon uh, is a driver that I think is just a phenomenal story considering his lack of experience in race cars and yet his apparent immediate speed. Yeah, and the other guy lost out there it was Tony Bullock. Uh, yeah. He lost a couple of positions, was in sixth place at the restart, now back into eighth. So both John Falb and the youngster Austin Versteeg, just 15 years of age, getting past that number 12 car of Tony Bullock and Skylar Robinson there in ninth place ahead of the second of the Masters contenders. That's Joel Janko in car number 25. The first of the Masters, well that would be John Falb in 77 in sixth place. Slusher did get around a couple of guys, but the problem for him is so did McKay Snow and got right in front of him and still kept him a couple of cars separated between Slusher and Brian Alder in the 22 leading in the lights two category. So Slusher still has some work to do at this stage. And once again, the driver's up, up through turn 13. Some of the pack. Slusher this time, though, he has stretched that margin out a fair bit at this stage. And it looks like Nico Jamant getting a good run here at Clark Topi as well through that complex of corners. So he may be a driver that is on the move and uh, maybe not a surprise, even though he doesn't have a lot of experience in these cars. He's already won a championship this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, uh, <laughs> Nico Jama. He won the uh, Coupertas Winterfest for USF 2000 cars. That was a five-race preseason miniseries that took place at Motor, uh, NOLA Motorsports Park down in Louisiana and at Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, and it was a very impressive run there for Cape uh, Motorsports with Wayne Taylor Racing, and he is going to be one of the season-long favorites in that USF 2000 championship. Cook coming around, completing his fifth lap as we are at 17 and a half minutes remaining in this race. And that time, that lap, a 2-minute 2.594, and Potolikio could only muster a 2-minute 3.6, and that margin now has opened up to about 2.5 seconds. But uh, greater concern to Potolikio right now, obviously he's losing ground to, Cook, uh, to Kenton Cook, but right behind him is a fast-closing Robert Alon. Yeah, indeed, uh, a very good run there by Robert Alon, and uh, appears to be closing in now on that second-place car of Christian Podolico. So I think before too long, we're going to have a, a pretty good battle developing there for second place. Actually, as they came across the line, there's only a few tenths of a second between them. So Robert Alon is right with Christian Podolico and looking for a way past into second place. Boy, second, third, and fourth. I mean, there's a half a car length between each. It is a great battle right now and the Nico Jaman seems to be about two car lengths or so back not out of it by any stretch but not right now in the heat of that great battle that's unfolding as they are working through turn 10 through that serpentine section of uh, S's the Collier curve the Cunningham curve oh, boy, I just love the names here at this place uh, yeah. it gives you a real feel of the history and tradition here and then up into the tower turn but already Kenton Cook over in the uh, turn 14 and 15 Sequence of corners. Here comes that great battle in that lead group, Potolikio and Elan have actually opened it up a little bit over Topi at this stage. 
And uh, Tony Bullock, we talked about him losing a couple of places at the restart. We've lost another position as well last time around to Skylar Robinson in car number 29. That's one of the extreme speed motorsports cars. Uh, Skylar had some problems uh, over the last couple of days. Had an engine failure a couple of days ago. Then an off yesterday in one of the practice sessions. Tore up the front of the car. But now making a good strong run back up through the field. That's the son of Chip Robinson, a former winner here of the 12 Hours of Sebring. Indeed, and that, again, some of that great history that uh, unfolds here. Meanwhile, Kenton Cook, the margin now 3.7 as he's dropped into the 201s, Jeremy, at a 201.7. Podolikio at a 203, his best lap, a 203.049, but just a second point two, at least off of Kenton Cook's time, Alain, Topi, Jaman, all running relatively close times. That Well, actually, as I say that, Topi uncorks a two-minute 2.2, second fastest of that lead group right now. Uh, it's just a great run, so maybe he's got it spooled up again and is going to take another run at Robert Allard. Yeah, I think so. And uh, once again, another uh, Austin Versteeg there hanging off on in seventh place. And he is... Uh, Certainly right in contention there with John Falb and Nico Gemma. And then a couple of, second back, uh, a couple of seconds back to Skylar Robinson in eighth place. Uh, he and Tony Bullock in number 12 battling for that eighth position. Joel Janko rounding out the top ten. Second place still in that Masters category. But he's got Jerry Kraut right behind him. And also right behind Jerry Kraut is John Brownson. So that battle for second place in the Masters categories, number 25, 55, and 34, pretty much knows to tell. Matt McMurray slipped all the way back there to 13th place. And I've got a fancy he has some sort of a he problem on have. that car. Yeah, absolutely. There's got to be some issue that's cropped up. Uh, at this point, looks like Clark Topi may have gone back around Robert Alano. We saw that speed on that last lap, and uh, he may have actually made that pass. Kenton Cook halfway down the Ullman straight, and indeed, Topi has. And not only has he gone around Alon, he is right on the rear deck of Potolikio. Potolikio actually doing the little bob and weave, and it really isn't blocking. It's just trying to break that little bit of a draft, trying to get uh, in reaction to get uh, uh, Clark Topi to overreact, pull out too far, get a little blast of of air on the nose of that car and hold him up a little bit. Didn't seem to work. Topi on it. We've got somebody that has looped it over there at the exit of turn number 16. Hopefully he'll be able to get it started and drive off here and not create any issues. But Kenton Cook now has turned another 2-minute 1.7 lap. Well, he, or a 2-minute 2 flat he turned this time. Potolikio a 204 flat. So that's 2 seconds. Cook has made up right there. And again, though, it is Clark Topi that is easily second quick of that lead group of five. Yeah, Clark Topi really got into the swing of it here. Uh, his first race in this prototype car, his career previously in open wheelers, but primarily, first of all, in Skip Barber, and then also in the USF 2000 Championship. Did one pro Mazda race last season, but this is a good step up for Clark Topi and giving a very good account of himself. Got past Robert Alon on that last lap. So that battle for second place now really heating up between Podolikio, Topi, and Alon. The car continued from 16. Didn't get the car number, but he's continued, so we stay green as we watch. Uh, but Ken Cook right now is just putting on a clinic and opening this up. But Topi is through into second as they got that. What a great move he put on. Came out of the uh, hairpin and did that quick the the Fangio chicane area there. Got a great run down into 10. Laid a move on underneath and Topi is through and now picks up that second spot. Potolikio third, Alain fourth, and Jamin fifth at this stage. And John Falk just continuing 
marching his way up, Masters driver, and is knocking on the door of an overall top five. Yeah, the other guys on the move is uh, John Brownson, the veteran driver. Uh, it is, is his 60... Third start, I think it is in no, sorry, ninety third start yeah, in the uh, in the uh, interlights category. He's been a veteran since uh, two thousand seven. Made his debut right here at Sebring, uh, and he started way back at eighteenth place. But Jer John Brownson, uh, the charging John Brownson, car number thirty four, that red car of Eurosport Racing, up now into the eleventh place. Yeah, we call him Mr. Excitement, and uh, regardless of where he is on the track, he does put on a pretty spectacular show and seems to be doing it once again. And I think that spinner that we saw at Exeter turn 16 on from our monitor here uh, must have been Lee Alexander. Uh, he had been running in the 15th place and now to the back of the pack. And I think I just, and I, I don't want to jump on it here too quickly, but I think I just saw Brian Alder slow uh, down the uh, omen straight from 16 to 17. Ah. Not sure I got the colors right, so I, well, but it, it, it looked like it. On the previous lap, certainly uh, Todd Slusher has clo closed right in there, so that would be, had become a battle not only yeah, for the position, dropping down but also the, the L2 category. Now, as they come across the line this time, yes, as you say, Todd Slusher has a handy lead uh, in uh, L2 and no sign yet of Brian Alder to come past start finish line. Boy, that's a shame, obviously, as uh, he was having a very, very strong run, Brian Alder was. Really seems... Yeah, he's been quick always in that category, but really had some good form earlier in the weekend. Uh, the first session, Slusher went out and was uh, decidedly quick, but that second practice session, Alder just absolutely was there and came right after him. Boy, I'll tell you what, right now, after we've had a big change, Nico yeah. Shema has moved up into third, and Clark Topi is gone. He just turned a 2.026. I mean, that's one of the fastest laps we've seen other than any of, of Kenton Cooks, and he's dropped everybody yeah. behind him. Yeah, and Christian Podolica must have had some kind of a spin or something went wrong there on that last lap, on that on that uh, eighth lap, because all of a sudden Christian Podolica, having been running in second place since the start of this race, all of a sudden now is back in fifth. A bit of a mystery there. I mean, Topi got him clean over into turn 10 two laps ago, but then uh, shortly after that, something went wrong. And uh, keeping an eye on it here, and Jema, uh, uh, Nico Jema was able to take advantage of that. Podolikio trying to rebound just a little bit here and come up, then fall, then the youngster, 16-year-old Austin Versteeg, Skyler Robinson is eighth, ninth is Tony Bullock, and completing the top ten, Joel Janko. Uh, Mr. Excitement, John Brownson, we were just talking about him. He was moving up into uh, onto the verge of the top ten, but now he's all of a sudden uh, stopped. Yeah. He must have had a spinner. Two minutes, 20, his last lap around, back to the 17th place now for John Brownson. Well, that's the excitement part. Yes, he just gives it, gives it, gives it. Sometimes it goes away, and then he uh, comes back and puts another blast after it. The one thing he won't do is give it up. That's for sure. He will continue to fight. That's uh, that's just his nature. So it's now a, a, a clear second place now for Carnival 10 Clark Topi's debut in the sports cars. Debut also in this championship, of course, let's not forget, for Kenton Cook there. Although you'd never know it, the way he's running away at the front of this field. Six and a half seconds a lead for Kenton Cook in car number 60. Last year's uh, Mazda MX-5 Cup champion and moving up into the Cooper Prototype Lights Championship and looking like he's a veteran at the wheel of this sort of a car. Well, that's all part of that Mazda scholarship program, isn't it? Uh, you know, the MX-5 Cup, the this series, powered by Mazda. There's the open-wheel series, depending upon which way you want to go. And Kent decided he wanted to try the uh, sports car prototype ranks and uh, got the assist and the opportunity through the Mazda Motorsports Development 
program and got the nod here and is uh, certainly proving everybody that uh, decided to uh, help him make that happen pretty wise here in that sole red Mazda powered Cooper tire prototype lights car. We we saw that Christian Podolico slipped back from the second place to the fifth place last time was now he's all the way back in eighth and another two minutes six second lap for Christian Podolico so clearly something amiss with that number two car slipping back down the order uh, in the meantime Austin Verstegen car number 16 the youngster found his way past John Falb in 77 so Austin Verstegen all of a sudden up into the fifth place. Falb just ran way wide at the exit of 16. Big plume of dirt and dust up in the air. And that may allow Skylar Robinson to come back by him. But we have a full course caution. Once again, just got word from race control. Full course caution. Do not know why at this stage. So we'll try and yeah. uh, you know, listen up Whoops. and give you that information. Well, There's there a replay is. here. That looks like Christian Podolicchio, uh, who perhaps has crashed on uh, that's see. 17 yeah, exit to 17 there boy that's if that is that's a big hit yeah that is Christian Podolicchio's car so um, he is going to go no further that's the end of his well not weekend uh, hopefully because they've got another race tomorrow yeah but there's going to be a fair amount of work for that eight star motorsports team to get that car back into the fray well, that's a very good point. I mean, obviously, uh, on a race week in any session you damage a car, there's another session coming after it. But with these doubleheader race weekends, you drop out of one, it's huge. Yeah. If you're thinking about a championship, to get back and be able to run in that second race. And uh, when you get a big hit like that, and, uh, you know, I mean, it looks like it's bad. He may have just brushed the wall and just may have ripped that rear wing off. Uh, but that's usually an area where you get into it. It's going to be a pretty solid yeah. thunk for sure. And that is, uh, he's just dropping down the order. So it's Cook in the 60, Clark Topi in the 10. And Topi loving this at, at unfortunately, Potolikio's expense because that half, that five-second gap, the, the deficit he had, is gone. And he's been running some pretty quick laps. I mean, he's actually, that last lap ran a little quicker than Kenton Cook. Now, that may be Kenton just driving the mark. Well, yeah, that's a good point because the last couple of laps, actually, Kent, uh, Clark Topi in second place has matched the pace of the leader, Kenton Cook. Whether that is because uh, Kenton is being informed plus over the radio or Andrew is looking in his mirrors and just controlling the gap, we don't know, of course. But certainly Clark Topi has stepped up his pace and was edging away uh, from the rest of the field. And it was Nico Jamma who got himself up into third place ahead of Robert Alonde. And Nico Jemin, I mean, his last lap, a 2.029 as well. So he was uh, right in the mix. I mean, quicker by a, uh, a second than Alon and then the rest of the field. So right now, that lead trio, uh, they just seem to be in another zip code in terms of their ability for time right now. Then Alon, then Versteeg, John Falb. It looks like even with that little bit of a bobble, and I think what happened was Falb had that runoff got back on and it sure looked like Skylar Robinson in that number 29 extreme speed that green and black machine was going to take a run at him and then they called for the full course and the double yellows came out and uh, immediately Skylar checked up so he couldn't get that pass made and uh, Joel Janko and Jerry Kraut ninth and 10th overall continuing their battle for the Masters category in L1 uh, having some very solid racing for second place in the Masters yeah. that's right that was a good battle going on between those two uh, and John Brownson in car number 34, he had been part of it until what we presume was a spin by him has dropped himself down there. He's made up uh, one position up into 16th now uh, for car number 34, John Brownson. Todd Slusher all by himself right now in the lights too, and he's the Masters driver, so give him both of those right now. 
in that category, running 14th. But I think very impressive here to me, the number 46 of John Salmon, both of the of the practice sessions, they struggled to get laps. I mean, one of them, he didn't even get out. The other one, uh, they didn't get many. It was way at the back. And uh, while he's still a bit off of the outright pace, uh, and he's turning some consistent laps. And, you know, we've talked about that so many times, Jeremy, seat time. And, uh, you know, when you've got a problem with the car and you can't get out on the track and you're a driver that's new, particularly to this type of, of a high downforce chassis, uh, you need track time. He wasn't getting it, and he's just driven a very smart race, stayed clear of any incidents, and getting some laps in. Yeah, John Salmon there uh, from Virginia, part of the uh, Virginia Institute there, and this, this racing team is kind of a program that they're putting together there at that school in Virginia. So it's an interesting project all the way around, and uh, John Salmon uh, is now, well, he's actually the... Second place in the class is the good news. Also the second and last uh, yeah. runner still in the class because Ludovico Manfredi and Brian Alder, uh, I believe, both out of the running at this stage. You know what? I'm starting to get a little concerned about whether this one's going to go back to green, unfortunately, because they still have not removed Potolikio's car from that exit point at turn 17. And uh, they just now picking, they're still picking up some bits and pieces of debris. They got the rear wing yeah. gathered up. The car is sitting out there and we're coming up at three minutes to go i mean it it would take something pretty spectacular for them to get that car moved and be able to get one lap even a racing it look like there are quite a few bits out there hanging yeah, out there sure they look, they look like a wheel actually as well i don't know whether it was or not but uh hard to say from the uh, picture we've got here with a static camera but uh, yeah i think it was a pretty hefty hit from uh, christian potlik here and with time ticking away it's uh Looking good for first win for Kent, Kenton Quick. This certainly wouldn't be the way he would want to win the race under yellow. No. But, uh, well, in some ways. A win's a win. <laughs> win's a win. By the way, he's thrilled to, t- to see the uh, yellow flags because he knows now he can't be passed. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, right now, I mean, they're just getting the sweep teams out. And also they've got, uh, I saw the, uh, the big, basically it's a huge forklift type machine that they use to move around not only the K rails but the tire bundles. So there's a lot of cleanup left. There's just no way I don't think that they're going to be able to get this one going. Uh, But, boy, does it uh, give us an indication of once everybody got unleashed a little bit and and Topi found his rhythm and Jaman found his rhythm, uh, they really started to put up some times. None of them were able to quite match Kenton Cook. Uh, That very quick opening sequence of laps he put together and built that margin up. But once things settled, they were right there. Had we gone back to green, who knows? It would be uh, spectacular. But we get 45 minutes of racing for round two uh, tomorrow. So it gives us a little bit more of a window, a little bit more opportunity. Yeah, and and with the conditions being so so hot and sticky this afternoon, no one, I don't think, has improved their times from qualifying. Um, uh, Although Kenton Cook, I don't know what his best lap was. The second best lap was in qualifying in the morning. It might have been in the one. So that might move him up a little bit in the order. But I still think he's he's going to be starting rather farther back in the pack tomorrow. I don't think we saw it from the pole position. So for Kenton Cook tomorrow, he's going to have to... uh, Really, get, uh, really have a lot of work on his hands to move his way through the field. That's a good point. I mean, you know, it's one thing to start up front and have that clear track, get to jump and go, uh, but uh, to be starting with a even a couple, a row in front of you can totally change that dynamic, of course, as uh, they're coming around here. Yeah, they're going to uh, come through here, and uh, they just announced race control said Checker will come out this time by, it's inevitable they cannot get this incident cleaned up, so the checker will come up. Yeah, less than a minute to go in this race in any case. 
So the checkered flag will come out. That will be a debut victory in the Coupertage prototype lights powered by Mazda for the reigning Mazda MX-5 Cup champion, Kenton Cook, a tremendous debut for the youngster, just 19 years of age from Glendora in California. Uh, he's, uh, he did a lot of karting. He's a big, tall guy. Uh, and he was always known in, in the Skip Barber racing days, he was known as Big Bird because he was huge, <laughs> even as a little 15, 16-year-old. Uh, but he's, he's so mature. He's a really good guy. Uh, he's got a great future ahead of him in this sport. And uh, he's going to be a great spokesman for not only Mazda, but also this whole championship and motor racing in general as he moves on with his career. Yeah, absolutely. And some young guns that are going to go right with him in Clark Topi, Nico Jeman, Robert Elan, Austin Versteeg, just... Uh, a great run here in this Cooper Tires Prototype Lights Championship. And, uh, again, powered by Mazda, but let's also say a big thanks to Cooper Tires for their support uh, and uh, providing these these great tires for this championship to go on. A spec category lets these drivers show what they've got. And I'll tell you what, the sole red of Kenton Cook is also mighty quick. It certainly is. What a good debut there also for Clark Topi and Nico Jemmer. The top three guys all making their debut uh, in this championship today. So uh, hats off to all of them. All three podium finishes their first ever race in this category. Robert Alonso, a very good fourth place. Uh, I'm sure he'd be a little bit frustrated because he feels he should have started uh, from the front row of the grid. But uh, he got himself up into third and then slipped back again after that. So it's still been a good run for Robert Alon. Austin Versteeg, the 15-year-old there, a good run to the fifth position. John Falb, the best place of the Masters contenders in sixth. And Skylar Robinson, another young man, making his debut in this championship, comes home with a seventh place finish. Uh, thank you very much to Jeremy and to Greg. Greg on his way to the podium ceremonies. I've got to say, Jeremy, it just gets better. Uh, the Cooper Tires Prototype Lights Championship is becoming really a, a one of those must- have on a CV, seen some of the young drivers who are coming through Kenny Cook there who was in the booth with us earlier on impressed me massively while we were doing the MX5 race with his uh, ability to be a very uh, savvy young man indeed and clearly doesn't just talk the talk but drives the drive as yeah. well, he did very well indeed and, and, and this is a, a championship that has developed over the years no big tarantara when it was uh, launched uh, a few years ago on the then American Le Mans series uh, program. But as I say, it's become a staple and it's a great way to get a lot of laps and a lot of experience. And it's attracting more and more youngsters. That's the interesting thing for me because uh, you, even three or four years ago, there's maybe two or three or four uh, the most youngsters in that series and you know by youngsters I mean anything under, under 25 well now there's a half dozen teenagers running at the front of the pack here so uh, it's really is attracting youngsters who, who are seeing this as a as a, a viable stepping stone uh, uh, as a, at a start of a professional career and that you know in in Europe at the moment Jeremy I've said this many times before on other broadcasts uh, we struggle a ladder system the staircase of talent yeah. as Jackie Stewart would say there are so many championships. In point of fact, there may be too many championships, and you can quite Maybe. easily go off. Yeah, you could you can go off down a blind alley, and all it does is dilutes the talent pool. So whether you're looking at GT and, and tin top racing, or whether you're looking at single seater racing, you look at somebody doing well in a particular championship, but absolute yeah. talent of that generation or of that year even. And I think 
you know, having this Mazda committing to this uh, this system is very, very good. Very, very good indeed to push people uh, through the uh, through the system. Oh, what they've uh, what Mazda's done for this sport is uh, absolutely sensational in this country. I mean. Uh, they've they've streamlined everything, you know, and uh, with the help of particularly of Dan Anderson, uh, Anderson Promotions, who promotes the the, you know, the Mazda Road to Road to Indy, uh, with the three levels there. There's USF 2000, Pro Mazda, and Indy Lights. And over here it, on the sports car side, again with Mazda, it's the MX-5 Cup, and then the um, this Cupertino Prototype Lights Championship, which you've just seen here. So, you know, Mazda is really putting the, the money behind all the young talent. And we see these youngsters moving up in the sport. You know, Joel Miller mm. and Tristan Nunez, two of the youngsters who are now part of the prototype team in the Tudor United Sports Car Championship, they both, they both come through this ladder systems with Mazda all the way up. And here they are now as factory drivers. Okay, that, that program has still got some way to go as a factory team in terms of competitiveness, but it's a real commitment that Mazda has made to the sport and to the future of these young drivers. Uh, let's hope that uh, the damaged cars can be mended. Fortunately, I don't think we saw any damage to drivers in that. Another race, of course, for the Cooper Tyres prototype lights across the weekend. You're tuned to IMSA Radio, live from Sebring. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.